This is Web Suasion Conversation, episode 18. the show. I am Ryan Williams, president of the Web Suasion Group and Capoca Studios here at Pinewood Atlanta Studios in Fayetteville, Georgia. Today on the show, we have Christina Rudes. She is a licensed property and casualty insurance agent running the Fitzpatrick Agency with her husband, Gary. She is involved in the local community serving the Marietta Police Athletic League Shamrock Shuffle, where she's committee chair. Today, she's going to talk to us about how they've been building their business, what's worked for them and what hasn't and about how following her passion has helped her to better build her business. Property and casualty insurance is all about protecting your property, obviously. And one of the things we do here at WebSuasion is make sure our customer data is secure and protected and backed up. One of the things a lot of small businesses do not realize is that when their sites and applications are on inexpensive shared hosting platforms, they are susceptible to hacks and abuse. You often have hundreds and hundreds of websites all on the same server, sharing the same resources. If one of those hundreds of sites does not keep their platform updated and secure, it may make your site vulnerable as well, even if you are as updated as you can possibly be. What we do here at WebSuasion is we set up virtual private servers for our clients that make sure they have their own independent resources. They are locked down with their own firewall so that we can control all access to their sites and their services. Their data is backed up and their operating systems and software are up to date with the latest security patches. So if you're running a business or work at a business where you're not absolutely sure when the last time your data was backed up, give us a call 404-418- 8909 extension 10, you'll reach me, or you can send me an email at ryan, R-Y-A-N, at websuasion.com. That's W-E-B-S-U-A-S-I-O-N dot C-O-M. Happy to sit down or do a call and talk about your current infrastructure and how it can be improved often at very little cost to you. So now let's talk to Christina Roots. Christina, thank you for being on the show. Well, thank you so much for having me. So tell me about your background. What did you get started out in with college and everything? Well, I actually went to school for political science. My goal was to be first female president of the United States. Ah. And um, (laughs) yeah, that quickly changed when I realized how much your personal life just gets out there. And that's even before the proliferation of 24-hour CNN and things like that. And I said, you know, I, I might have to rethink that right so um finished my degree in political science and i ended up working in a hospital of all things what were you doing at the hospital i was actually the original bottle washer i started as a courier and did things along the way but by the end of the journey i was actually doing sales and marketing hospital sales and physician consulting uh, for the laboratory you were in the healthcare industry for 25 years yes okay yes uh so i did everything from literally from greeting the customers to at the end of the day, helping physicians and healthcare managers make good decisions for the laboratory. So what got you interested in the insurance aspect of healthcare? Well, 
you know, there comes a time in your life where you just realize, oh, what am I, what am I doing? What difference am I making? What impact? How is this going anywhere? Yeah. Uh, and I wanted to fill in that dash between the day that I was born and the day that I died, and I wanted to make that dash mean something. So I did some reassessment, and my husband and I, Gary, decided, you know there's got to be something more to this. And so we actually started looking at different opportunities so that we could maximize that dash. And after a lot of investigating, a lot of consulting, a lot of soul searching, we said, you know, let's do something that maximizes our strengths, our talents, and allows us to make a living, make a life, and do the things that we're passionate about. And so, believe it or not, insurance became the thing. And you started it here in Georgia, or was this before you moved? Yeah, we started it here in Georgia, and that was part of the process. So, Gary's actually originally here from Georgia for all intents and purposes, I'm from California. Uh-huh. And we looked at the opportunity. And I said, hmm, let's see. It's more affordable to live and start a business right. anywhere outside of California. <laughs> so uh, we looked at Georgia. We liked the growth. We saw that people were buying houses. And if you're anywhere near Metro Atlanta, the only way to get anywhere <laughs> yeah. is with a car. So, yep, which is a lot like LA, I imagine. <laughs> yes, it's a lot like LA. Um, so that's that's really how it started. And uh-huh. so we we started to develop a plan around that. We looked at the different opportunities. We talked to people, and really that's how we came into insurance. So how long ago did you start your agency? Two years. And in that time, you have had to focus, I imagine, on business development because you're starting from scratch. Yes. So I know you're uh, involved in some referral networking groups and uh, things like that. What have you found to be the most cost effective, the most time effective? What has worked for you? Yes. So So, although the agency is two years old, uh, Gary and I both actually had a lot of experience building businesses, building relationships and taking care of business, whatever that business was. Um, Moving here to Georgia, I I I knew nobody. I literally landed, walked off the plane, and I knew five people. So we started with a zero book of business Uh as well. So zero book of business, and I knew five people. And what I bring to the table is meeting people. Uh So we did all the things that were suggested to us, you know, call on all these referral partners, join these groups, go to the business associations, get involved. And so we did that. We did that actively for the first six months and we hit it hard we knocked on a lot of doors uh we made a lot of phone calls we showed up places with cookies we did all of those things but you asked me what did i find useful believe it or not i found that useful yeah it worked Uh, no no No, it didn't work the way that i thought it was going to work but what it taught me was okay less but better so by that, do you mean like you were able to hone your pitch basically throughout the process? That's one thing that I realized because we had been in business for 12, 13 years, but we were all referrals from other programmers, other clients. Right. And I went out into the public and realized I couldn't speak to them. I, I had right. no idea how to explain on the technical level what we do in a way that they were going to grasp in any way, shape or form. And I shouldn't have any expectation of that. Insurance is complicated. Mm-hmm. Did it help you to hone that pitch? Oh, it absolutely did. What we learned was, you know, we did all the activities and they were so beneficial in a lot of ways. I got to meet some incredible people. And what I am heartened by when I go into these groups and all these business associations is that generally what I found is whether you end up working with them or not, or whether you can or whether it's a good fit, there are so many genuinely good people 
in the world. And there are so many genuinely good, hardworking people. Right. And we're all just trying to find our place. So that yeah. that's the number one thing that I learned. The second thing I learned is, as I mentioned earlier, is less but better. Uh-huh. So I did learn how to do less of the groups or manage my time a little bit differently. And instead of constantly networking, working my network. Right. And I took a different approach to it. I wouldn't go in there going, what can these people do for me? I learned how to say, stop, listen, what can I do for them? Yes. What any little thing. Right. That is the key to referral networking, especially because if you're not giving, you're not going to get. Correct. Yeah. And and I kind of had that mindset and that thought in the beginning. But what was holding me back was that, again, being new to the city and not knowing that many people, how could I refer people? And then I started thinking about things a little bit differently. What in my past life or what in my experiences or what in my observations of daily things, what pieces of information, what nuggets, what different perspective could I maybe offer? Uh-huh. And over time, as that grew and I started to meet more people, I found that when I was giving referrals or making introductions, they were for the most part good introductions or yeah. good referrals. Which shows your credibility and account, you know. Like, yes, yeah. yes. And I um, learned how to value people's time better and, and my time as well, because right. that's the commodity that we can't get back. Absolutely. So Absolutely. That's it, your limitation. Yes. And it's a work in progress. Yeah. I, I'm still working on it. And so when I meet somebody in a group and there's something there, like, you know, there's that first impression and then there's that, okay, let me think about this. Who do I know that could possibly benefit or who could possibly benefit this person? Yeah. And ideally, I would want it to be mutually beneficial. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, that's what I get from it. If it's a good connection, that's the win for me. Right. With your networking, have you gotten into any community involvement? Have you found that useful? Yes, actually, I strongly believe that there is such great value in networking. And you do certain amount of activities and you participate in certain amount of groups. And then I think you come to a point where you realize you're not going to be able to serve these groups, networks, and associations at a high level all the time on a consistent basis. Right. So what I learned to do is I learned to unplug a little bit and back off and assess where can I make the most impact? Where can I be the most useful? Where can I serve the best? And after some soul searching and taking a little bit of a break and backing off, I said, well, where are the places that I need to be anyway? Well, I need to be at the office. I need or I want to be at my kids' schools. I want to be at these events. And really, one of the things that saved my life a couple times is running. Um, oh, really? Oh, yeah. So uh, I'm a runner. We are a running family. We participated in multiple races. In California, uh, one of the things that we did was this thing called the Ragnar Relay. And okay. it's a 200-mile relay race. We put together a group, and we did it to raise money for the Monarch School in San Diego. The first time we did that, we raised money, we ran the relay, we created some buzz for the Monarch School, which was a school for homeless kids. For us, it was something we were passionate about, and we combined our passion for running for a community project that we were passionate about, and that's how that started. Uh 
when we moved to Georgia, I was feeling very disconnected because there was nothing anchoring me down. And so at one of the business association luncheons, we met somebody who introduced me to Ike from Us Ministries who introduced me to somebody. And so I started to serve on the Gobble Jog Committee. Okay. Tell me about that. What is that? So the Gobble Jog is a race on Thanksgiving Day. It takes place at the Marietta Square. Okay. This year is the 17th anniversary of the race. And historically, they've had somewhere between nine and 10,000 people participate wow. Thanksgiving morning. It's a fundraiser uh-huh. for the food banks and the other programs of Must Ministries. And getting involved in that, even in that small, tiny way on the committee, just to be able to say, yes, I'll help you with registration. Yes, I'll help you put posters right. up, get the word out. It helped settle me a little bit yeah. and, and gave me direction, gave me a purpose right. uh, that was something other than building a business, taking care of kids, driving all over Atlanta. You have to have some kind of release. Yes. Yeah. That's also another great networking opportunity. Really, you're meeting a lot of people. Yeah. You just... You're not going into it with any business expectation, but business comes out of that kind of stuff. Right, right. And so from there, we also met some folks from the Marietta Police Athletic League. Okay. And so we got involved with their race the following year. So that's the Marietta Shamrock Shuffle, and that takes place St. Patrick's Day weekend every year. When we got involved with it, it was still in its infancy stage, and next year will be the third annual Shamrock Shuffle, and we're excited about it because it combines so many of the things that we're passionate about, right? We're passionate about kids being active because we think that kids being active makes them more productive and keeps a happy home, it keeps a happy school life, it promotes healthy relationships with law enforcement and mm-hmm. there's just so many things around the shamrock shuffle that we really liked so we jumped in on that and uh, started working out the committee and promoting the race and last year we were able to raise i think i don't i'm sure i'm not sure if i have the numbers right but about forty thousand dollars for wow. the program wow that's so, great Yep. So next year for March, our goal is 80,000. And I'd like to see 500 people register for that race and participate. It's a great, great time. Awesome. So tell me more about the PAL organization. So Marietta Police Athletic League, the PAL program, is an after-school program, and they also offer summer programs. And it currently serves the Marietta City School Mm -hmm. kids for their after-school program. We learned about this race that they were trying to put on, and so Gary and I, we were drawn to it, and we actually almost begged (laughs) to join the committee because we've had some experience in doing this kind of stuff, and we were able to get in there and and take this idea that they had, this program, and and really participate and help them grow and develop that. And there are so many good, kind-hearted people involved with that. They volunteer their time. They spend time getting donations for this and putting together programs that these kids might not otherwise have access to. And so, again, tugging at the heartstrings, but also hands-on experience. Get in there, get involved with them, talk with them, help them promote healthy lifestyles in general. There's nothing more rewarding than that. You ended up chairing and organizing that to some extent. Well, actually, um, so the next year after we did that, they invited me to join their board of directors, which I was so humbled and, and grateful for the opportunity. So, yep, I am now currently on the board of directors for the Marietta PAL program. You know, we had somebody chair the race last year, and they did an amazing job. And as you Uh know, Ryan, people are busy working, and, you know, it really takes a village to kind of keep these things going. So I volunteered to chair the event for March. That's awesome. 
Yeah. I know it's going to be successful. I know it's going to be rewarding. And I'm really excited to take this on because it's an outlet for me to, to do all this happy, fun stuff and pumping people up, cheering them on, giving them an opportunity to plug in somewhere that they may not even realize they have the opportunity to participate. Right. Um, That's great. You have a lot of marketing background with what your previous jobs. Have you found that to be useful in starting this firm? Absolutely. So in my previous experience, I would talk with everybody from the person who answered the door to the patient, to right. the patient's family member, to a doctor, an office manager, medical assistant. And really what at the end of the day, what people want is they want to be heard. Right. They want to be understood and they want to know that what they do as part of the process matters. Right. So having that overall picture of, okay, this is what it looks like, and these are all the moving parts, yes. and then being respectful of that. It's just like talking to people about their insurance coverage or talking to the underwriters or talking to the cells. Everybody's got a job to do. Everybody needs something done. And I think that my experience in the healthcare field and what I did before just helps facilitate that because I have nothing at stake here except to make sure it gets done right. Let's talk about what you guys do specifically. One of the things as I got into more and more networking and learned more about all the different classifications that everybody does, I realized how many levels of insurance there are. Even just in healthcare, they really kind of seem to focus in on a niche and, you know, find what they're really, really good at. Right. At what point are you guys at now? Have you kind of found that niche? Um, yes. And it again, it's still a work in progress. Uh -huh. um, my passion is helping people understand what coverages they have. So in my journey so far, what I found that I like to do is I really like to help individuals and families and households. I like to educate and advocate what their coverages mean. And a lot of times people just don't know what they don't know. Right. For me, what I like to do is, depending on where that referral source is coming from, I'll get a phone call, hey, I'm closing on a house in three weeks, I need an insurance policy, boom, we'll take care of that. So I'll take care of what they need and along the way, I'll find out a little bit more about them and I'll ask them, do you understand what these coverages are? Do you understand mm -hmm. why this is important? And you get all sorts of people, you're like, yeah, 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 I've done this before, okay, boom, move on. Um, and then you have people who have no idea. And so you take the information, you do what you say, and you explain this is why this is important for the process, but more importantly, this is what it means to you. So checking the box, but also making them more informed consumers. Who are your best clients? People who ask a lot of questions, who may have bought 10 houses in their lives and have just gone through the process, and now they're like, wait a second, I'm paying all this premium. Is there something more to this? Right. And so I enjoy the process because it helps me learn and I enjoy giving either people a better option or giving them the satisfaction of knowing that they're well taken care of where they are. Focusing on property and casualty, I guess you, real estate is like a really big oh, sphere yes. for you. So have you gone to real estate agencies, developed those relationships and yeah. different networking events? Is that, has that been useful? Yeah. So, um, you know, the playbook that they hand you when you open up your franchisee gives you some of these tips. And uh -huh. so out the gate, we were going to all the real estate agencies and just like the rest of us, uh -huh. real estate agents and, and lenders and things, they're all trying to get a job done. They all want to help 
somebody find and finance their perfect home. So we figure out how we can get into that process. Real estate is huge for us. And one of the things that I really like about being a property and casualty agent is when people are buying home, that's a fun time for them. Right. Most, most of the time. Most of the time. It's exciting, yeah. Yes. And so when they start telling me about their house and why they picked it and the location and we start talking about things and it reminds me that we're all really smaller part of the bigger community. What are you looking forward to in the future with your business? What would you um, like to see happen? Well, uh, I'd like to see our business grow. Are you uh, hiring? Obviously. Or? Oh, absolutely. We're yeah. looking to build out. We have recently uh, reconfigured our team a little bit and we're added a new team member and we are looking to hopefully open up some other locations and we want to find out the best places to do that. Again, you know, at the end of the day, an informed consumer makes everything better, right? right? And there's so much to know about so many different things just in the home buying process alone. The lender does their thing, the real estate agent does their thing, the home inspector does their thing, and the insurance agent, we do our thing. Right. And what I'm finding out is if you're the home buyer, you need to have a working understanding of all the moving parts, but you also need to work with people you trust uh-huh. to know all the details. So if I'm your insurance agent, I want you to know that you're covered for A, B, C, and D. Right. But those other things that happen, leave that to me. I will watch out for it. This is a franchise, right, that you purchased? Yes. What was your experience with that? The Fitzpatrick Agency is a Brightway franchise. Mm -hmm. And what we love about Brightway is that because of Brightway, we are able to offer more choice. We are able to offer more carriers and more options. And it gives us time to focus on really getting to know the customer, really getting to know the product, really getting to know each of the carriers so that at the end of the day, we're matchmaking. We're finding the best coverage for that customer. You're not limited just to that company's policies, Correct. Correct. The other thing I really like about Brightway is that they want us to be successful. So they give us the tools. They're on the cutting edge of technology or they're on the cutting edge of relationship building with the carriers. Uh Um, They open the way for agents like ourselves to really focus on what we do, which is to take care of people on the local level. They also give us a deeper bench. So, you know, I'm one person. And while I love learning and studying about insurance, I know that there's so much to learn. And I count on the people on our team to fill in the gaps for me, to help me understand something better, to help me understand something faster, to take care of people when I'm not readily available. Right. You mentioned individual mortgages and stuff like that, but are you also doing commercial as well? We are. We are doing some light commercial business. A lot of our customers have small businesses, and so we like to be able to help them take care of that as well so that they have a one-stop shop to do those things. And again, that's where Brightway helps us because they have some people who are very well experienced that can help support us. So somebody looking to get into the property and casualty industry, what kind of advice would you have for them? I would let them know that it is absolutely a rewarding career and it takes a lot of work. Yeah. And it'll take 10 times the amount of work that you think it will take. If you do the right thing because it's the right thing to do for that customer and your carrier partners, you will find success. You won't find success tomorrow, but you will find success. I think that if you are interested in people, if you genuinely like people, and if you have a servant heart, I think insurance is a very rewarding, and it could be quite lucrative if you do it the right way. Everybody's always going to need it. Yes, that's exactly right. (laughs) It's one of those things that people always need. 
So a lot of times people jump into it's like, oh, this is something that will never go away. People will always yeah. need it. But from a consumer standpoint, find somebody who thinks like you or who works like you, who respects what you value, uh-huh. um, and that's the agent for you. What area do you guys service right now? Where's your location at? Well, we can write all over the state of Georgia. Our office is located in Marietta, and we write a lot of business in our surrounding counties. Right. Um, but we write on the coast as well. Cobb County, Paulding, Fulton, DeKalb. And if you start to expand, where do you think you'd go next? We would definitely look at a second location here in Georgia. Gary has his heart set on places like Alabama, the Carolinas. Is that a big undertaking to actually go to another state? I mean, you have to get licensed in that state and all. It could be. Um, I don't allow myself to think like that. I think everything is doable. Right, sure. (laughs) I wake up every morning with a warrior heart and I'm ready to slay dragons. So um, I I approach everything that way. And then I say, okay, you want to be a dragon slayer? Learn how to slay some dragons. Start with the baby ones first. So yeah, it could be, but that's part of the process. Uh-huh. We want to find out what the requirements are in the next state. Being from California, my end game, part of my end game is to have a location in California as well. And would you travel back and forth and just have somebody run that over? Uh, yes, because I love Georgia. Yeah. Uh, I really love being in Georgia. Uh, Georgia has been so great for me in so many ways. It has welcomed me with open arms. It has given me the opportunity to grow on so many levels, personally and professionally. I love the mountains. Uh-huh. Um, We're a lot like California in that we have, you know, the coast and the mountains yes. and the plains and everything. Here. Yes, but really the, the, the biggest thing, and I'm not surprised by this, but I have met some of the most incredibly amazing people here in Georgia. Yeah. Uh, and again, I'm not surprised by that. I'm, I'm really more humbled and grateful by the network and the village that I've been able to create. Uh-huh. That's saying a lot, because if you recall, I knew five people when I landed, and I just feel like Georgia's home. That's great. And I love California, so I'd love to be able to serve the population out there as well and go back and visit sometimes, you know? Awesome. So. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Well, thank you, Ryan. I really enjoyed myself. listening to the show. If you haven't already, please subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. That could be Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and we are working on Pandora at the moment. Hopefully we'll be on that soon as well. If you haven't already, also please subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can get to that from our website. Just go to websuasion.com, W-E-B-S-U-A-S-I-O-N dot C-O-M. At the very top, you'll see some social media icons. Click on the YouTube one and that will take you to our channel. If you click on the subscribe button and click on the bell icon, you will be notified when we post new videos to our channel. Usually we do about 10 clips from the interview segment of our show each week that you can share on social media. It's a great way to give yourself some marketing content that's relevant to your business and relevant to your clients. Next week on the show, we have Melissa Howell of Winterstorm Marketing. She offers extensive experience as a strategic marketing consultant and social media manager. She is focused on helping business owners find their voice in the digital world, helping them with their Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Pinterest, and YouTube accounts. We look forward to that and hope you'll join us. And until next time, have a productive work week.